Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Work Your Grass Off podcast. I'm your host, Erica Strong Rodriguez, and this is the Work Your Grass Off podcast. For those of you who are new here, we focus on people who are working their grass off. Go figure, right? Well, it's working their ass off, but we didn't really want to say the word ass in our cover, so it's working your grass off. Plus, it's cute. Today, it's just me and you guys, as it should be, as it was in the beginning, forever and always, and I don't know the rest of that. <laughs> Can you tell I was raised Catholic? Anyways, a couple episodes back, Strong and I got on here and we talked about, I think, our day-to-day, how our, how our work is going, married in real estate. Mm. Have you guys listened to that episode, Married in Real Estate? We talked to another couple, the authors of the Married in Real Estate book, so that they could give us pointers. If you haven't listened to that episode with that couple, Rebecca and Josue, you definitely should because they're very, they're very inspirational. They're very motivational, very positive people. And it's always nice to hear a positive outlook on life. But I think it was that one and one other episode where we got some questions about how we organize our days, how we can stay on top of a couple different projects. You know, I'm not going to act like we have a hundred things going on. Well, we might, I mean... <laughs> But we do have a lot of things to juggle. It comes with time is the first thing that I want to say. It comes with time before it stops frustrating you. For example, my husband, Andrew, he used to, God, like women, if you're listening, you know, like you can give your husband one task, one task at a time. That's it. But, you know, it. I mean, strengths and weaknesses, right? So that's a good thing because if you give them one task, they'll focus all 110% of their energy on that one task. It gets done. It gets done right. However, when you work in something like real estate, you have to keep a lot of things top of mind. You have your clients, the houses, their criteria, their loan, their financing. You can't forget to send a document. You can't forget to call that person back. You can't forget to call the inspector. There's a lot of things going on. You also have, you know, your personal commitments. You have your friendships. You know, you don't want to be a bad friend. So, hey, my, is my friend doing good? Because I know she's going through a tough thing. So, you you know, you stay on top of those things. You've got your kids. You know, some of you have more than one child and they have more than one activity each. I don't know how you guys do that, honestly. I would be like, you guys are screwed. You guys are honestly screwed because I'm not driving around all over town to take you to all these things. Pick one sport, and it all has to be the same sport because I'm driving to one place. That's what I would say, but good thing I don't have more than one kid because poor kids. So you have all those things to manage, and you have to do them right. You can't half-ass these things, just and, and then use the excuse, well, I'm busy. You can't do that. You can't half-ass things. You have to whole-ass everything, right? No one wants half an ass, all right? So what are the, some of the things that we're doing to stay, to stay productive, to stay organized? I am, though I am a very, very young girl, I like old school pen and paper. I like to have a notebook that I carry around with me every single day. And in that notebook, in the beginning of the day, I will write down my five priority items. Like these things have to get done from most important to least important in the top five, right? So it's like, I have to send this contract today. Have to get it signed. I have to turn in earnest money, whatever it is. That's top five. Then I have my other tasks that are work-related, and they're but they're secondary, right? So my top usually are all real estate-related items. Then I move to secondary items, which are, you know, they're usually all real estate. And then towards the end, I put the podcast stuff, although it is a full-time job for me, and I am running it like a business. 
it has to come second to real estate. My clients have to come first. That's just what works for me. And then after that, I put things that would be nice to take care of, but it's okay if I move them on to the next day or or they're just tasks that have to be done this week or maybe it's like place an order, like if I have to order things on Amazon to complete the task that's due next week, well, it's not super priority. I just have to make sure that I get to it, that I get it done. So that's my, that's my, that's my bread and butter, I guess. That's what I do every single day. So I will write it down in the morning, right? And then at the end of the day, so as I get done, let me back up, as I get these task done, I like to highlight them. And I think that's why I like the pen and the paper because I just like to highlight things. <laughs> I like, it, there's some, there's something to it. There, it's, satisfact- it's satisfactory to be able to highlight each item as we go, right? And then at the end of the day, I'll go back in and I'll see, great, we got this done, this done, this done. We didn't get this. Move this onto the list for the next day. And then I put them already in the list for the next day. So they'll, they'll be already at the list. And then in the morning, I'll go through and kind of see if I'm missing anything. And at the end of the day, I also like review my day, right? So um, like, did anything sell? You know, what documents? I, I go through my my task, like my checklist for each um, transaction, for example. So if I sold a house that day, well, I wasn't, I didn't know I was going to sell a house today, right? But now I've sold a house, so I'm going to see what all I get done for that transaction. And then at the end of the day, I'll put down on my list, I am missing this, I, you know, do this, do this, do this. Now, let me tell you something about writing down your to-dos. If you write, for example, I need to call Bob. What are you calling Bob about, right? So don't just put call Bob. You put call Bob and you need to write a subtext or a, a line underneath. Um, you, can, you can be as descriptive, I guess, but for sake of time, I will write like call Bob and then underneath it, I'll put like Main Street, one, two, three, whatever, you know, and that is enough information for me. Or I'll say call Bob purchase agreement, initial, you know, whatever it is. If I'm calling Abby over at Columbia Title, call Abby, Columbia Title, you know, but I just know it's Abby. There's one Abby in my life, okay? That's all. So call Abby, and then I'll put, you know, amendment for the 123 Main Street. That's enough to spark that in my mind. I know what I need to call about. You need to be detailed because as you go through your day, right? You're doing all these things. You're being pulled in so many different directions. And it's kind of insane how reachable we are, how much access people have to us. But you're being pulled in so many different directions throughout the day. By the time I get to call Bob, call Abby, well, what am I calling them about, right? So you need to be able to look at your notebook and say, ah, Abby, Main Street, amendment. Boom, done. That's what I use every single day, my notebook. And what's really nice about the notebook is that I can look back to last week and see when it was that I took care of that amendment, that purchase agreement, that inspection report. And if it's highlighted, I know I did it. If I look back into last week and something's not highlighted, I didn't do it, you know, and I either can see that I carried it over to the next day or I can see that I forgot all about it and left it there if it's a secondary task or something that just needed to be done by the end of the month. 
I also use the notebook to write down a few things that I'm grateful for in the mornings and sometimes even in the evenings, depending on the type of day that I had. You would think that if I had a really good day, I'd write down a bunch of things. But sometimes when I have a really rough day, that's when I write things at the end of the day because I need to remind myself that it's all good. I already won. I woke up today. I had one more day on this earth. So I like the notebook because I can look back, see what I've done, what I turned in. Sometimes I may, I might make notes about life events. Um, I can't think of, for example, started jujitsu, right? Because I started going to jujitsu. Might just write that in. Went to jujitsu today, first time. Why I don't know, but maybe one day I'll want to know when was the first day that I went to jujitsu, and I'll say, let me whip out my notebook from that I used for the months of uh, August to December, and here it is. Here's my first jujitsu practice. These notebooks, guys, I do have to, I do go through them in about a month or two. Depending on the size of the book, I don't want to be hauling around a big ass binder, you know, some big fat notebook. So I look for hardcovers because I throw them in my backpacks, I throw them in my car, in my purse, whatever. So they need to be sturdy. I can't have a busted ass notebook that I'm whipping out in front of my clients. That's embarrassing. We're not doing that. That's not sexy. So. I need a, a sturdy notebook. Now, if you wanted to, you could put stickers on it. If that's you, that's not me. I just get a nice color that I like, and I leave it the fuck alone. So <laughs> it's a little intense over this notebook, isn't it? Andrew's giving me the look. I have my sturdy notebook, and I just get whatever notebook. I don't need it fancy. I don't need it to have dates. I don't need it to have my, my like, I don't want a calendar. I don't want a planner. I don't find those planners helpful and if they're for them to be really, really helpful, they're really fat or they're really big, like they're very large notebooks. And I just, I'm not carrying that shit around. I just won't do it. So just a regular old notebook with the hard cover that you can write in whatever you want, however you want to structure your weekly breakdown, however you want to do it. There it is. Okay. That's my main thing. I would say that is, I was going to say it's top, but it's not top. My number one, my number one, can't live without it. You will have to fight me. I will throw hands over this if you try to take it away from me, is my Google Calendar. I love, love, love Google Calendar. If you're not using Google Calendar, I don't know how you're living, okay? I put everything in my Google Calendar, every single thing, down to like, I'm, I will be driving in the car, I should be driving in the car between this time and this time. At that point, I will make those phone calls. What phone calls am I going to make? Bobby and Abby that are in my notebook. A lot of the times, guys, I don't have to open up my notebook and like reference and see what I'm having to do because the simple fact of writing it down in the notebook helps me remember things. I'm that person, like in school, I was always jealous of those kids that could just sit and listen to the teacher talk and like through osmosis absorb the knowledge. I can't do that. I have to furiously, ferociously be writing down these notes. I have to be taking all kinds of notes. And that's how I remember things. Will I go back and read these notes? Probably not. Probably never. But that's how I remember things. That's what keeps my brain engaged. So, you know, I'm in the car and my Google calendar is like, show this house. We'll be driving at this time. I remember that this morning I wrote down, call Bobby, call Abby. If I forgot what it's about, I open up my notebook and I say about this and about that. Great. So now I make my phone calls while I'm in the car. When I get to my next location, I highlight my task that I just got done. Those phone calls that I just made, I highlight them and I get them off my mind. I should also mention that my highlighters, I switch them up 
per day, right? Like, so sometimes I'll be feeling very yellowy, very pink, very purple. I don't put too much thought into it because I don't want to waste that brain power. I just look at my highlighters and pick the one that speaks to me and then I move on and I carry that thing with me everywhere. But it's very, it's nice. It's a nice little pop of color. It helps you be a little bit creative. If that's you, if you just want to cross it off, what you know, do you. That's just what I like to do. Google Calendar, like I was saying, is my best friend. I mean, that's my best friend. She a real bad bitch. That's her. That's Google Calendar for me. Every now and then I'll get an like a calendar invite for somebody. Like they they put the event in their calendar and then they sent me the invitation. And it's some shit like Outlook calendar. Like what? I can't can't find but I can't fuck with that. I can't don't send me your Outlook stuff. I can't add it. So I if I've made a lunch with somebody, I'll send them the invite, I'll put in the location, I'll put in the time, I'll add any people that are going to that lunch, put it in there. And I just love it. I put down my workouts. I put down when I'm going to be showering. I put in my first meetings. And what's really, really important, and this has taken some time, but it's really paid off, is color coordinating everything. So, for example, any anything like yoga, gym, a walk, because I'll put in my 15-minute walks in there that I'm going to take throughout the day. A walk, um, jujitsu, anything health-related, health and wellness, it's going in there in yellow. I don't know why, but I've always felt like yoga and anything athletic and active is yellow. Like, it's very healthy. Like, it's a very healthy color. Anything podcast-related goes in there in pink. If I'm showing a house, it's going in there in purple. If I'm meeting with a new buyer or a new seller for the first time, it's in green. If it's a closing, it's in a dark green. Uh, green for money, of course. Uh, pink because the podcast is very girly, so you know that's just what I picked. The purple is a—it's that like darker purple, and I don't know why it just it was a very bold color, and I needed to make sure that I saw the showings because I'll have. So I'll I'll put in like showing 102 Mayberry Street, and then it's purple, right? So then if I click it open, if I tap on that event. I can see who I'm showing it to. I can see the link to the listing. I can see the agent that has that house listed. I can see if I wrote in like a combo box combination in there to get the key out. I have all the details. So that way I'm not fumbling through my day like, oh, I had this written down over here. I had that written down over here. I have it in my text message. No, fuck no. It's all in my Google Calendar. Everything's in my Google Calendar. I used to be like that with my planner, with my like those big fat planners that we just talked about. What happens if you lose that thing? What happens if you leave it in an elevator? Look, I'm not kidding. I used to have nightmares about losing my calendar, my planner. I can access my Google Calendar from anywhere. And so the nice thing about it is that if you open up your calendar app on your phone and I see, like in the morning, I'll see green, green, then I'll see a yellow. I also put my lunch in yellow, FYI. And then I see some purples down at the bottom. I know what I'm doing that day. I don't have to, oh, hold on, what was this? What was that? No. I know just from looking at it that that purple is just showing. So I'll say, if I'm trying to plan something with somebody, well, let me look at my calendar. I don't have to find out the address. I don't have to know the client. I just look at it and say, well, I've got a showing. So I'll need 15 minutes before the, the appointment to get there about, you know, and I'll need 15 minutes after to get back or whatever. And I always start the event, side note, I always start the event a little bit sooner than the scheduled time so that I can give myself five extra minutes to get there. So that's why I color coordinate things because it helps me, because it keeps things very efficient for me. 
I don't have to wonder what I'm doing. I just open it up in a quick glance. I can see what I'm doing, and then I can continue talking to the person in front of me to make the plans that we're trying to make, right? The other neat thing is if you have an assistant or you have a team, you can share your calendar with your team or one other person, whoever needs access to your calendar, and they can see it. Now, the only the only beef I have with this is that, for example, Andrew has access to my calendar. But if Andrew just views the calendar from his profile, but he's viewing my calendar, he is going to see everything in one color. He won't see my color coordination. That's the beef I have with it. So the workaround for me and Andrew, which I have no problem doing this because he's my husband, he just can log into my calendar and he can see the colors if he wanted to because it you know, he also color coordinates, and so sometimes it might it might not work for him if things aren't color coordinated or if he only sees things in one, in one um, color. So the other quick little hack for Google Calendar that not a lot of people know is that you can change those colors in there. So they come with a, like the basic, like you're a basic bitch if you use these colors. Just kidding. The basic colors are just fine. But they have like the generic cal- uh, colors that they come with. You can also swap them out for these like pastel-y colors. I like those better. I don't know why. I just like them. And I do everything in caps lock. I capitalize every event. I just like the way it looks. It's aesthetic. Okay. But but then here's my other beef with that. So I have two beefs with Google Calendar so far. Those colors don't reflect on the Google Calendar app on your phone. You can only see them on your desktop. So if you like open up your Google Calendar on your phone you're going to see the basic colors that we talked about. But on your computer, you'll see the really nice pastel colors. You know, whatever. Can't be perfect. That's my ni- That's my number one thing. Google Calendar is number one. Number two is my notebook. And then number three for organization and management is on my phone, I have a couple apps. I'm going to tell you what they are right now. So the first one is called Things. So... If you add widgets to your home screen, I have iPhone, okay? So if you have an Android, you, I don't know what you're, like, I don't know if this is going to work for you. I've never touched an Android in my life, and I don't want to. But you can download the app Things, and if you add widgets to your iPhone home screen, you can add a widget for Things. Now, I don't pick a really big widget for that one. I pick, like, one of those little like I guess they're the fourth of the screen, just a little tiny square, just big enough to see six things right now. And there are things that if I'm not, like if I'm in a meeting and I don't want to whip out my notebook, right? If I don't have it out, if the notebook's in the car, if I'm in the bathroom, you know, whatever. If I'm just like there and I just don't have my notebook and something just comes to mind, I, I open up the things app on my home screen and I and I throw it in there, right? Like so then if I get a chance, like if I didn't get these things done before, like I just didn't want to forget them because I will forget if I don't do something about that thought immediately. So if I if I get a chance, I could put them into my notebook as like a little note or I could just revisit it at the end of the day and see, oh, okay, so I called her. Okay, so I did order those things. All right, so I did put her in my in my website results. That stuff. So that's one of the apps that I use. That's probably one of my, like, least... I mean, it's helpful. It's helpful to have it there. You know, I guess you could... I used to, actually. I used to use my notes app 
that just comes on the iPhone. I think things is free and you have little check boxes that you can check off the task. Here's the thing. You can't go back to see, like if you want to use this for your primary source of to-do, like this is where you're managing your to-do list, you can't go back to see what you did that day. I've tried. I've looked for ways around that on that app. Once it's done and you check that box, it disappears and it's gone out of your life forever. So if you're like, what did I do today? You won't know. Forget about it. So that's that's the other thing. I like it for just quick little like, oop, don't want to forget that. Just a little quick something. Another widget that I have is my Google Calendar. Now, this one takes up a third of the screen, and it shows me my next three things on there. And it shows me a little bit, depending on how you've got it set up, you can set it up to where it only shows you your upcoming events, or you can set it up to where it shows you upcoming events, and then the calendar of the month. I don't I don't want that. I don't care. So I'm just putting up my next events. Now, there's another app to put a calendar on there that I like a lot better, Okay. And it's the Fantastical app. And if you create a widget for that, that can take up like three quarters of your screen and you can see your entire day. And I love that. I love being able to see the whole day without opening up my Google Calendar. See, like you might be like, well, you've got this calendar, you've got that calendar. You're right, I do. But if I'm just, if I'm just glancing at my calendar and I don't need to add an event, then I'm just looking at Fantastical. But if I need to add an event, then I go into Google Calendar. Now, I will tell you something. The reason why I got Fantastical is because at that time, Google Calendar did not have a widget for the iPhone. They have a widget now. And I'm sure it's going to get better. So at some point, I'll delete Fantastical and I'll only have Google Calendar. And my love affair with Google Calendar will only grow fonder. Okay, and last but definitely definitely not least, because I love it almost as much as I love Google Calendar, is called Calendly. I have a hard time saying that, but you know what I mean. So... Don't come at me. I'm foreign. So Calendly, you can create an account, and I believe it's free. I'm pretty sure I'm still using the free version. You can give people a link to schedule things with you. And so I use this for my podcast. If I'm going to send somebody a link to schedule an episode with me, to record an episode with me for the podcast... I will send them the link and say, hey, here, pick the time that works best for you. Because, you know, there's a lot of going back and forth. And the people that we talk to are usually, not usually, I mean, they all are very busy people. They run businesses and have a lot of things going on. They have clients and and that of their own. So I don't want to be going back and forth through email like, well, this day, this day, that time. I don't want to be doing that because I'm busy too. So, and and also I think it's nice to let them pick the time that works best for them because they are the guest and I want to accommodate them the best that I can. So on Calendly, you can create your account and you can put in parameters. Like you can put in, um, I, I want them to be able to record on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I don't record Monday or Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday are very busy days because, you know, I might have sold a house over the weekend or it's just the beginning of the week and I need to be able to get in touch with my clients first thing in the morning. That's priority. So Wednesday is usually the day that, you know, I start to get on my feet and have a good grasp of the week. Now, I will say that I'm going to make some changes here. I've been thinking about this this week because you can add in, say, okay, I they can pick a time any, any day between Wednesday and Friday, and then I left it open like at whatever time. I'm going to change that so it's available starting like, I don't know, like 10, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., maybe even noon. The thing is, 
a lot of these people are on different time zones. Like the girl that I recorded at 9 a.m. today, it was 3 o'clock her time in London. So I wanted to be able to accommodate her. See, so there's some things. But Calendly gives you the opportunity to play around with those parameters, with what, what availability you have. Also, what it'll do is if you, it'll say, what type of meeting is this? So you can put in the Zoom account that you're going to use. You can integrate it with Zoom, and you can integrate it with Google Calendars. Ugh, amazing. I love Google Calendars. Did you guys know that I love Google Calendars? <laughs> so you can integrate it with Zoom. You can integrate it with Google Calendars. And what it'll do is once they book that appointment, that event, my Calendly knows that it is a Zoom meeting. So what it'll do is it will send a confirmation email to this person with the Zoom link and the Zoom password. It'll also send them a reminder as we get closer to that day. Because sometimes you can, you know, we've all been there. You scheduled something and then you didn't put it in your Google Calendar or you didn't write it down in your notebook and you forgot about it because <laughs> it was a month ago. So it'll send them a reminder and I don't have to do anything about it but just show up, you know? So I open up Zoom and I start the meeting because it'll have it saved like this meeting starts in 30 minutes or whatever. So I open up the meeting and then, you know, the person comes on and we're good to go. I didn't have to confirm the Zoom with them. I didn't have to confirm anything with them. Calendly did everything. And then Calendly went ahead and put it on my Google Calendar. Amazing. And because it is integrated with Google Calendar, Calendly will, so it has the days that, it, you know, Wednesday through Friday, we can record anytime that works for you, but also anytime that is open on my Google Calendar. So if I already got something scheduled on my Google Calendar for 11 o'clock, it's not going to give them 11 o'clock as an option now. So if you're needing to schedule appointments with people, with clients, with a guest, whatever, for your business, for your day-to-day, -day, I would suggest, strongly, strongly suggest that you look at Calendly. I did have uh, what is it? Acuity? Acuity? Something like that. And I did not like it as much as I like. Those are the tools that I recommend the most for managing your time, for staying organized and staying on top of tasks. I've tried things like Trello. That just didn't work out for me. I haven't tried Monday and I haven't tried Slack because Strong and I have a pretty good for projects, okay? Like if it's not real estate related and we've got a project coming up or an event, we have a pretty good system. We keep everything, and guess what? Google Drive. So we know, and it's just us two, but maybe when we expand the team, then maybe we'll look at something like Slack or Monday.com, something like that. If you have a preference on one of those, let me know. My other tips for managing your time that aren't, you know, tools or apps, anything like that, is just, just some tips. So the first one is very hard for some of you, and I'm going to remind you, and it's to say no. If you don't want to do it, if you can't do it, if you don't know, for whatever reason, if you're just say no, no, I can't, I can't do that. There, are, there are ways to say no, of course, to be diplomatic. You know, you could say something like, "Thank you so much for reaching out. I am so humbled by this opportunity," or you know, it's very flattering. I'm honored that you would consider me for this. But at this time, I am pretty, you know, overloaded. I've got these other projects going on. Please reach out to me next time. Or, or you could say something like, let me know when the next event or the next whatever will be so that I can go ahead and block that time off for this event. 
So you're saying no, but because you don't want to overload yourself, but you are leaving the door open for other opportunities to work with this individual or this company or this charity, whatever it is. Saying no is very difficult to a lot of people that I know. I don't know why. Maybe it's the type of person <laughs> that is like we are attracted to each other because I'm so the opposite. So they're probably attracted to me and I'm attracted to them because we're the opposite of each other. For example, my husband. My husband used to have a very hard time saying no. And I used to say, you just got home from work. It's 10 o'clock at night. Why would you go do that right now? Well, because I said, they asked me. Just because they asked you does not mean that you are obligated to do it. Say no every now and then. You know, think about it like if my son was so busy and I just saw him being so overworked, I would want him to say no. I would advise him to say no, right? So think of you like you're parenting yourself. Sometimes that's the best way that, that we need to look at it ourselves is parent yourself. What would you tell your child to do? What would you think is in your child's best interest? And in this scenario, it's to say no when you're already pretty overbooked. I also say no to a lot of things like, hey, let's grab coffee Tuesday morning. No, no, I'm not fucking going to get coffee Tuesday morning that's the start of the week. What? Why would, you know, and coffee is not 30 minutes because that's not even enough time to get to like the, the, the meat of the conversation. That's very topical, very surface level conversation. How you been? The weather's been nice. I saw your picture. And then you, that's 30 minutes. 30 minutes is up. And say no to stuff like that. If you're really trying to improve your time management, say no to that stuff. I only do lunches with colleagues and networking events Thursdays and Fridays at the end of the week. But I'm not doing that in the beginning of the week. I'm not doing it in the middle of the week. I'm, you know, Monday, I'm getting started getting my feet on the ground. Tuesday, I'm really into the flow of things. Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm into the flow, into the groove. Thursday, I'm really trying to wrap things up. So Thursday, I can do some things like go to lunch. I can you know, take, do something in the afternoon. I could do it on Thursday and Friday. I try to keep it very flexible, very free. So I could do, you know, I could do anything on Friday. I take a light yoga class on Friday because it's my day. It's my easy day on Friday. So it's important to have those boundaries for yourself. Sometimes it's hard because you, you want to go out and do those things, but again, parent yourself, you know, you would never tell your child he can go play before he does his chores, unless you're a really cool parent, which I am not, I'm, I'm kind of strict. So just think about it that way. Parent yourself. I can't do it because the week just started. I have a lot of work to do. Be disciplined with it. And there is time for fun. You know, for me personally, the way my weeks are run, I'm not doing it Monday and Tuesday. I just know that for right now. Like right off the bat, I can tell you I'm not doing a damn thing Monday and Tuesday that is not work-related. And something about saying no that I think people struggle with is you feel okay, you feel bad or, you know, you feel like they're not going to value you as much as a person. But look, I read a lot about psychology and the study of people. And here's the reality. It's that you are going to be valued more and your time is going to be more valuable if you're not available all of the time. So just keep that in mind. If you want to be a high value person, don't be available all the time. I'm not saying like you're Beyonce out here and you're never going to be anywhere, but I'm just saying be more selective with where you spend your time and your energy because you you really can't get that back, you know? So there are times and there are events where even though I'm busy, I will commit to things and I will go because I see the value in them. They speak to me on a personal level. There are things that I want to do, like if it's a charity event or it's a cause that speaks that speaks to me, then I will commit to it. 
but that means that I'm going to have to cut out other things during that time period. Very seasonal. We've talked about this before. So for the next two, three months. So if I have an event coming up that I know I have to rehearse for, well, then that means that I'm not going to be going out as much as I was, you know, on the weekends. I'm not going to be, you know, instead of doing a lunch or a networking event, I'm going to be focused on that. I'm going to read up for it. I'm going to study, whatever it is. So it's very seasonal. You don't have to commit to things like that, you know. And it's also good to keep in mind that you can play around with it where you could say, well, I'm going to try not to go to lunch or to coffee on Monday and Tuesday and keep that preferably Thursday and Friday. But if you find that that doesn't work for you, it's okay. No one's holding you, no one's holding you to that. Just, just figure it out. Enjoy the process of figuring your calendar out. Which brings me to my next point is to time block. And that, that comes with studying yourself and studying your days studying your calendar. Do I find that I'm more creative in the morning or in the afternoon? If it's in the afternoon, then I'm going to block off some time to do my creative work in the afternoon so that I can do my best work and put 110% into it. But if by the end of the day, I'm worn out, I have no good ideas, you know, I just want to sit around or just do my data entry or whatever it is, then I'm going to do my creative work first thing in the morning and I'm going to block it off. I'm going to block off the morning I'm not going to take any phone calls. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to be only focusing on that task for the time that I've blocked off. So those are really two tips that go hand in hand, which is time block. Block off certain times, you know, and and if it works for you, color coordinate these events in your calendar, in your Google Calendar. But when you're doing that task, like if I'm making phone calls, you know, I work in sales, for example. So I have to lead generate, you know, I still have to do that. So I know that in the mornings I'm lead generating. So I block off two hours to lead generate. And in my calendar, those are green. Why? Because green is money, of course. So at that time, I'm not being creative. I'm not working on anything else. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not responding to emails. I'm not doing anything besides lead generating. So that means I'm sitting down in front of my CRM and I'm dialing. I smile and dial, right? And I make phone calls. So half of that hour or half of that two hours... So one of those hours is to to look for new business, look for new clients. And then the other hour is to check in, touch base with my current clients that are actively looking or pending, right? That's that's one of the examples of time blocking, okay? I'm not doing anything else except working out of my CRM for those two hours. And you can decide, if you're, if you're someone that has to lead generate, you can decide... Am I doing that every day? Am I doing that three, four times a, a week? Like what works for my business? What works for me? And then you know that, for example, you'll know Mondays are the days that I uh, I make a bunch of phone calls. I mean, I make a bunch of cold calls. So right off the bat, if somebody says, could you do this next Monday? No, I, I can't. Or I can if it's after 10 o'clock because you already know in your mind that on Mondays, um, you're lead generating and, and you don't have to sit down and think about it. You know, I think routine, routine is very much key to a lot of things in life, especially when it comes to managing your time and managing your calendar routine. The more that you can drill something down, the easier that things are going to be for you. It just comes naturally. And I relate this back to being in the military because I didn't think about anything when I was in the military. I knew exactly what was... look. The, the beautiful thing about the military is you don't have to pick out what outfit you're going to wear. You don't have to pick out what hairstyle you're going to do. How you don't even have to do makeup. I mean, you can't. <laughs> so that's less decision-making, right? So that's a really nice thing. But 
But also, you know that on Mondays, we run X amount of miles. On Tuesdays, we're doing PT on the lawn. On You know you know what to expect. It's all drilled down. There's little thought to it, and you perform at your highest and best when, you, when it's on a routine because you don't have to think about it. So if you take out all of the extra decisions, if you take out all of the extra thinking required, and you create a routine for yourself, and you discipline your mind, you discipline your schedule, you're going to make things so, so, so much easier. And for me, when I started in real estate, no, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have somebody that taught me how to do it, what to do. This is years of me, of me being disciplined and trial and error and, and watching YouTube videos and watching TED Talks and listening to podcasts and reading different books. It's me trying different things until I have found things that stick. And I'm not saying that this is the perfect final destination. I'm just saying this is where I'm at right now. This is what's working. So if you're in a position where nobody's really telling you what to do, how to organize your day, it's up to you to discipline yourself. It's up to you to create those routines. It's up to you to figure out what works for you. And routines are a whole different, uh, I think, topic entirely because I think routine is very important. It's key. I think a morning routine is very important. Um, from the year that my son started going to school, we really narrowed down a routine. Now my son just pretty much does what he's supposed to do in the morning without us really telling him what to do because we really just ingrained this routine inside his brain. So that, then, of course, with that, you have to have a nighttime routine. You know, you could even have, like, little routines throughout the day. Like, I like to take a walk during the day to get my mind off things. Things like that. But routine is key, and I think we could make a whole episode of, like, different routines that have been proven to work, whether it's meditation or, you know, the type of breakfast, workout, whatever. But it's up to you to create these routines for yourself, to lay out the blueprint, to create this outline of a week for you. And the the second part of that last tip was to really study your calendar. I mean, just take some time. If you're putting everything in your Google Calendar or your, or your planner, because that might work for some people. For a long time, that's what worked best for me. But I just find it so much easier, like if I need to reschedule, if I need to move things around, it's just so much easier in a Google Calendar where you can just drag the event over. The point is that you need to sit down. If you're in the car, if you're in an Uber, if you're waiting for your lunch by yourself or, you know, you're, you have a minute by yourself, take some time and look at your calendar. What could I have done differently? Did I like working out at that time of the day? No, I didn't. So where would I, like to, where would I have liked to do my workout today? Well, I think I would have preferred to do my workout in the afternoon because it's Monday morning and I'm very busy in the morning and I was... I felt very hectic this morning after I got out of the gym and it took me forever to get ready and I have to rush my kid off to school and it just doesn't feel productive. I started my day stressed out. So I would have liked to do my workout in the afternoon. Great. So now that I've, that I've kind of sat down and thought that through with myself, next week I'm going to schedule my workout in the afternoon. I'm not going to schedule it on a Monday morning, right? But then I can look at something like Thursday. Well, I didn't have a whole lot going on today. You know, I just was pretty much managing... Uh, phone calls and text messages and that kind of simple stuff. So I really could have taken, you know, an hour and a half to go to a yoga class in the middle of the day. You know, so you just find things. That's the kind of examining that you need to do. And then you can find those little um, details. You can find those minor details. And so as time goes on, you're going to say, if someone invites you to do something on on uh, Monday afternoon, well, no, because... I know that at you know, 6 p.m. I'm going to the gym. I go to the gym every Monday at 6 p.m., right? So the, the less thinking, 
that you have to do, like the more details that you can take out of your day and your weeks, the easier things are going to be for you. Well, I hope that you found this helpful and useful. I hope that you took at least a couple tips out of there that you can implement into your days, into your week. And if you have any really good tips that you think that I would like, especially if it's Google Calendar related, please send them over. You can email us at uh, workpodcast at gmail.com, which is WRK podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram and that's work podcast, which is WRK underscore podcast. And that's on Instagram. So we can't wait to talk to you next time. And until then.